Hey everyone, welcome to Pick Up Your Bible with Cynthia Pavamani. Today we're going to be looking at Lydia in part 4 of 6 Unusual Women from the Bible. Lydia is often overlooked, but when you dig deeper, you can see how much there is to learn about God and about faith from her amazing story. Let's listen in. Lydia, the first century influencer. The beautiful conversion story of Lydia took place in Philippi, a Roman colony in Europe. But how did she hear of Christ all the way in Europe? We see God's providence in her story as Paul and his missionary team are restricted from entering Asia as they had planned and desired to do. The Bible says that the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go, and instead through a vision of a man calling out for help from Macedonia, the Holy Spirit redirected Paul and his team to Europe. The first missionaries arrive in the city of Philippi. We pick up the story in Acts 16, verse 11 through 15. So setting sail from Troas, we made a direct voyage to Samothrace, and the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in the city some days, and on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia, from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods, who was a worshipper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul, and after she was baptized, and her household as well, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. Paul and his team are looking to worship on Sabbath day in a new town. They look where there is supposed to be a gathering of Jews, but instead find a women's prayer meeting. This doesn't cause them to leave. They don't ask about the whereabouts of the men. They simply join the women and tell them the good news. One of these women is Lydia. This is the only place in the Bible that talks about Lydia, but these five verses are packed with amazing facts about this woman and how God transformed her life. The first thing we can know about Lydia is that she was a worshiper of God. We don't know if she was born a Jew or a proselyte, as in a foreigner who converted to Judaism, but we are told that she worshipped Yahweh, and so we can assume that she was waiting for the Messiah, just as other Jewish people of the time were. Isn't it amazing that God redirected Paul from his grand plans to evangelize Asia so that he would end up at this women's prayer meeting where Lydia and other women like her could hear the good news that the Messiah had come and laid down his life so that all who believe could have everlasting life. Next time you or your mom, sister, friend, or wife are at a women's prayer meeting, don't underestimate what God has in store. The second thing we know about Lydia is that she was an immigrant in Europe. Lydia was originally from Asia, specifically from Thyatira, that was well known for its specific purple dye. The third thing we know about Lydia was that she was a businesswoman who sold purple clothes and other purple goods from her native city. 
We can assume she was in high demand as she sold these rare items from a foreign land. She was probably like a current day influencer, inspiring the local market and fashion. We can assume she interacted with the wealthy and was herself quite well-to-do. The fourth thing about Lydia is that she had a household. We're not privy to who was part of her household. Was there a husband, children, other relatives or servants? But we do know there were people who lived with her and under her care that were considered her household. The fifth thing was that Lydia's heart was opened by God to pay attention to the good news when she heard it. God is the one who enables us to hear and respond to his truth. It was the case in Peter and Paul and every disciple since. Her story was no different. God opened her heart to listen and respond to the gospel, and it transformed her life. The next thing about Lydia is that her immediate response to the gospel was obedience. The word says that she was baptized as well as her household. We can see her heart of submission to God and her influence over her household play a role as she shared the gospel with them. The next thing worthy of notice is that Lydia insisted that the missionary team stay at her home while they were in Philippi. The Bible says she prevailed upon them to do so. We get to see how God set new purpose to her life. She was a born type A, get it done kind of person who had the talent and skill of influencing and persuading people that was sharpened through her trade of selling purple goods. She insisted that her possessions and resources were available to Paul and his team, even without being asked. She was so hospitable that later when released from prison, they returned to her home again. The Bible says that they visited Lydia, and when they had seen the brothers, they encouraged and departed. Implying that there was a gathering of believers there, the very first Christian gathering in Europe the first church. As we look at Lydia, I hope we see the amazing work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the very first convert in Europe. God enabled her to believe and obey him and to use all her strengths, talents, and resources to build the very first church in Philippi and thereby Europe. When you look at yourself and feel like you have nothing to offer, remember the story of Lydia. It teaches us that God can and will use your obedient heart. He gave Lydia a new purpose to everything she already had. She was a brand new convert. She wasn't a theologian, yet God used her to evangelize her household. She wasn't a church builder, yet offered her home for the missionaries to work out of. She wasn't required to host and was probably never asked, but she was capable of filling a need. And so she did. God can use you for his kingdom building purposes. Ask him to capture your attention and show you how, as he did for Lydia. Hey everyone, welcome to the Pick Up Your Bible podcast. My name is Israel and today I'm stepping in as host for the cruise. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast, Mom. So <laughs> exciting. And thank you for that great reading. Of course, uh, Izzy. I'm yeah. so excited to have you here to make your debut on the podcast. Yay! 
She's been wanting to do this for a while. <laughs> so uh, a perfect opportunity came by as the cruise is not um, feeling too great now. Um, so we're giving him a break and Izzy decided to cover for him. Izzy is my firstborn. She's 13. Uh, Izzy, you want to say maybe a couple of things about yourself? to the listeners? Uh, sure. Well, I'm in eighth grade. I'm a born-again Christian. I love reading and watching movies, and I really love the podcast, so it's <laughs> so cool to be on it. Thank you. What did you think of Lydia? I really liked the blog about Lydia. Um, I liked how you gave us background on her. That really helped put a vivid image in my mind of what you were trying to say. Um, I love how you included the part where she invited the apostles into her home uh, to be with her and her family. I feel like a lot of times when uh, people are doing studies on the apostles talking and preaching and evangelizing, there's so much of the apostles pouring into other people and there's not really anything about the people talking to them and just connecting with them. And pouring into them. So mm. I really liked how you added that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So did you come up with some questions that you had for me? Yeah, I did actually. So I read it and I really loved the story. And I loved how beautiful Lydia's relationship with the apostles and with God is. But I was wondering, out of all the women in the Bible, why did you choose Lydia? Yeah, great question. As we... Step into the New Testament in this series, I wanted to pick a relatively less known woman, mm. partly because I thought it would be refreshing for the listeners to hear about mm -hmm. someone that has not been spoken a lot about, and also to remind us that less known doesn't translate to less useful in God's mm -hmm. kingdom. Sometimes we feel that unless we have a stage or a microphone or unless we can sing or preach or teach or can travel to Africa, um, that we can't be used as on mission work for God. So I think Lydia's story is a good reminder that what we have, if we offer it up to God, it's plenty. Mm. Um, so I love her story for that reason, and that's why I decided to choose her. Yeah, that, it was a great decision. I feel like um, I learned a lot about hospitality towards other Christians from that story. Mm -hmm. And not just like spending time with them and just, okay, you teach me and then goodbye forever. You know, right, there's right. A, you have to build a relationship with other Christians and have community and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I had another question. Why do you think God decided to lead the disciples to Lydia specifically? Because in the blog, you talked about how she was uh, a businesswoman and she sold purple goods. And in those days, I learned about this in school, purple was very expensive. It was only worn by like royalty and super rich people. Um, so she was like well to do and um, she had a family and she was in a prayer meeting when, he, when the apostles met her. So why do you think, um, because it seems like she already knows God and she's kind of like has it going for her why do you think God brought the apostles to her specifically well Lydia is introduced to us as someone who's worshiping God 
And I think it refers to her being a Jew and worshiping Yahweh or Jehovah. She is yet to hear about Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. who came, the Messiah who came and died on the cross for her sins. So she's experienced a relationship with God in that she worships a true God. But she had, she was yet to experience God's expression mm. of love to her through Jesus Christ. Why did God send the disciples to her? Well, there's, um, there's a passage in the Bible. I don't know if you've read it, Izzy. But for those of us who are not familiar with it, you can find it in Romans 10. I'm reading from verses 14 on. How then will they call on him? In whom they have not believed and how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard and how are they to hear without someone preaching and how are they to preach unless they are sent Mm. this is the way God has historically evangelized the world he has used his messengers, his apostles, his disciples, to spread the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ throughout the world. And the story of Lydia is no different. In your life, if anyone's ever told you about Jesus, a friend, a teacher, a neighbor, or a stranger, it may seem coincidental to you, um, but it's not. God has planned it. God has sent that person specifically to you it was ordained for that to happen and that's what the story of Lydia shows us how God intentionally redirected Paul and his missionary team they had planned to go to Asia Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit said no go this way the Holy Spirit held up a detour sign and Paul and his missionary team were directed to um, Mm -hmm. to Europe to Philippi And so God always sends his disciples to those who need to hear him. That's why it's so important for us to evangelize. God has intentionally placed us in the life of our classmates, our friends, our neighbors, um, the cashier at the grocery store. Anyone and everyone that we have an opportunity to interact with is an opportunity for us to bring Jesus into their lives and share the good news with them. What they do with that is not in our hands, right? Just like Paul couldn't make Lydia open her heart. The Bible says God opened Lydia's heart to pay attention to what Paul was saying. He used Paul to say it and he opened her heart to hear it. God will send people to those who need to hear his message and he will open the hearts of those who need to hear. Um, So that's that's one aspect of it. Another sidebar um, on this point is that we should refrain from the thought process that God called Lydia or God would call anyone because of their wealth Mm -hmm. or because of how prayerful they were or because she had a big house or she was see she had anything to offer god never calls anyone um, for those reasons right god's 
sole motivation behind sending his son is love, is God's love for humans, right? Mm. And it says he died for everyone that all accept and come to him, right? So it's important for us to get that right, to know that nothing we can do um, makes God pursue us. God is pursuing us and he chooses to use what we offer up to him. So when we start following God and we offer up our ability to talk or our ability to draw or our ability to act or sing or share a quiet moment with a friend, uh, be there with them when they're sad or when they're going through something and bringing Jesus into the moment and those kind of moments, that's what God can use. God can use anything you offer up to him, say, and you say, God, use me. He will use everything and anything you offer up to him for his kingdom mm. and will use you for that purpose. And that's the beautiful story that we get to see in Lydia. I believe God sends his disciples, not just to Lydia, uh, to anyone. He will move heaven and earth uh, for everyone to hear the gospel and the good news mm. of Jesus Christ. Yeah, this another reason this story I feel is very important is because it shows how much in the world we live in, it's like the main goal is to have lots of money and lots of power, lots of influence and stuff. But from this story especially, none of that matters if you don't have God. Lydia was influential and wealthy, and but without God, that doesn't really matter, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, did, it didn't make a difference yeah. to anyone else other than her. Yeah. She had a great house. Her household... Um, enjoyed that Mm -hmm. and she had wealth Um, but now that she's saved and born again you can see how immediately God puts it to use for the benefit of those around her isn't that beautiful yeah all her wealth has a greater purpose now Mm -hmm. and so speaking of the aspirations of our world what do you what would you say that uh, women and girls now can learn from Lydia Well, I'll share a few things that I like to hold on to even as I move forward and move into other stories. These are a few things I hope I can hold on to from Lydia's story. Number one is that Lydia was seeking God, Mm -hmm. right? She didn't understand everything. She hadn't experienced Jesus yet. But even then, she was at a prayer meeting you know, worshiping God. And that really inspires me and I hope inspires you and the other listeners to know that we don't have to understand everything about God to hold on to what we already know. Hmm. It's okay to not know everything about God and to still worship Him for the things that you do understand. So I love that that they introduce her in the Bible um, as she was worshiping God. And you're like, wait, she was worshiping God and God sends someone to say, hey, here's a little bit more about me that you didn't know. I sent my son to die on the cross for your sins. Now you can receive that kind of love. That's so beautiful. And so even though we don't 
know everything about God yet, when we spend time worshiping Him, praying, reading His Word, He has so much to reveal to us about Himself. Second thing is Lydia's obedience. In this current world, I feel like we tend to overthink and overanalyze every decision, especially when it comes to obeying the Word of God. We look at, at it as if it's suggestion. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, should I follow this commandment in the Bible? And Lydia reminds us of that simple obedience to God. You know, he said, and I believe, and I do. That kind of obedience first attitude, I love that about her life, mm-hmm. that she got saved and immediately, you know, God says, get, get baptized. I will get baptized because he said so. I love that kind of uh, childlike innocence mm-hmm. in a believer's life. I crave for that. Um, so I see that in her and I love that about her. And so that's another thing I think we can all benefit from. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, a third thing is her generosity. Izzy, you were... Um, talking about this earlier about how her generosity affected the people around her once she was saved you know Lydia immediately adopted um, the attitude of a disciple Mm -hmm. and found a way to contribute to her local uh, society right there's a a part in the bible I don't know if you've read this Izzy it's in Acts chapter 2 um And it describes the first church or the first fellowship of believers. And you can find this in Acts 2. Uh, I'm reading starting from verse 42. And this is talking about the first group of believers and how they lived. And it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all and any who had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Mm. You can see this attitude in Lydia, the very first believer in Europe, who opened her home for the apostles and the new believers to meet. Mm -hmm. What an amazing gift from God to this very first church in Philippi, that they would have Lydia, a person like Lydia as their first member, a generous person who would open her home and invite people in, invite traveling missionaries in to come Mm. and preach so that her household and the other brethren could come in here and be encouraged by what um, the disciples and and apostles had to say, right? Um, So that's the third thing that I want to hold on to from Uh, the story of Lydia. Yesterday I was at my women's Bible study and the teacher was saying how when we read the Bible, we can take away these little nuggets, right? Mm -hmm. 
and we can put them in their pocket in our pockets but when we change our pants we kind of leave them in there and we forget about them mm. and the important thing about things that we learn from stories in the bible and see how god used people or changed people or transformed people is to not just learn from them but start imitating that behavior right how do i act more like christ that's important yes our faith alone justifies us but there is a lifestyle that matches that faith mm. and it's evident in our works and our acts and that was evident in lydia's life and i hope that it would be in my life too and one way to start doing that is to imitate that kind of behavior from people who have shown us this is how you do it open your home invite preachers to come and speak life and speak the good news to your friends right and when you have an opportunity share it with the people in your life just like lydia shared it with her, her whole household got saved as soon as she got mm -hmm. saved because she was willing to share it with them right um, so we must do the same mm -hmm. with such fervor and excitement that we got saved we're sharing the good news with them with that same excitement and fervor yeah so those are some things um anything from lydia's life that you would take away izzy well i i know i said this before but i really love how I just really love how she welcomed the apostles, like right away, these strangers she met, and they they gave her, um, they gave her, they showed her God, and she accepted Christ, and she was just right away, like, okay, let's do it, come to my house, I want to <laughs> talk to my family, you know, I just love that, and all my Awana kids, uh, if you guys will remember Acts 2, we went through Acts, and Lydia is such a great example of that, um, attitude that we need to have towards other Christians and just that sense of family and community that we all need to care for each other yeah. we we can't just have God and and our pastor just pouring into us without pouring into other people right so it's it's such a cycle you know we need to we also need to pour into other people and get poured into and we can't just we can't have it one way or the other we need to have both you know yeah so I just love that aspect of Lydia. Yes. Well, thanks, Mom, for that great conversation. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Of course. Thank you for helping me out today. Yeah, I really loved it. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Remember that there's always a new episode every Wednesday. I'll always be here for you guys. I'm not a big tech person, but I think you need to subscribe to get notifications about the podcast. And if you have any questions or suggestions, you can email us at Cynthia at PickUpYourBible.com. Have a great day! <laughs> and wait till the end of the music for a special blooper. Oh my gosh, that was so bad. Welcome to Pick Up Your Bible with Cynthia. <laughs> What's wrong? I was doing great. You're so mean. So mean!